Welcome to God's Eagle Ministries. At God's Eagle Ministries, we are seeding the nations with God's word and God himself is transforming life through his timeless truth. Um, we are one in Christ Jesus. Let's stay one. And uh, today is um, Friday, January 6, 2023. Otakada content count is 2,220,782. Keywords today are relationship tools, relationship uh, relationship building, building bridges, harmony, vengeance, prodigal, prodigal children, wounded parents, observer, revenge, forgiveness, lesson, conflict management, pain, stop pain, critical factors, episode 11, judgment, judge, stories, reconciliation, true story, restoration, redemption, inner healing, uh, healing, and then 2023, New Year resolutions. And... Um, the title today in our series on perfect relationship 24 tools for building bridges to harmony and taking down walls of conflict in our relationships episode 11 the observers are not judges two true life stories two wounded judgmental parents and their unruly prodigal children chris jenny and jack parent and child uh, relationship so let us pray heavenly father we just want to uh, thank you again and appreciate you for your love for us you send your son jesus christ to come um, die on the cross for us and um, restore the relationship we lost in the garden thank you lord god almighty for all that you are to us for how far you've brought us where we are today and where you are taking us on to take all the praise and honor in jesus name spirit of the living god i ask that you um uh bread life upon this content and a heart behind the cross that as i deliver this message let it go into the dividing asunder of soul and spirit bone and marrow let it kick start to hear us to be all that they need be and do all that they need to do to the glory of your name and our blessings in the mighty name of jesus christ amen and amen so friends happy new year of limitless possibilities power in partnership uh, with the Holy Spirit uh, to you in Jesus name Amen. last year in our final post on episode 10 we explored the power of significance true story one Amina's inner vow judgment concerning our brother prevented her from having male children until delivered uh, true story two pastor James judgment against her father Andrew and grandmother Anna and key lessons for you in our series, uh, Perfect Relationship 24 Tools for Building Bridges to Harmony and Taking Down Walls of Conflict in Our Relationship. So that title came in from that series. And you can find that content on our site. We also delivered a 10-minute motion video images on YouTube, uh, which is also available there. You can avail yourself of that content. We also delivered to you this Monday a true story on perfect health, wisdom for living in 2023, and how to discern God's voice. The link is also there. The contents are there. Let's take today's two true life stories. Two wounded, judgmental parents and their unruly prodigal children. Chris, Jenny, Jack. The year was 1982. For over two years, Molly had carried on a constant battle with her teenage son, Chris, then 14 years old. Chris's major problem was his apparent inability to get along at school especially with his teachers and the principal. Chris had been suspended from school several times. 
His grades were terrible and he seemed unwilling to cooperate with anyone in authority. Molly began to think of ways to begin putting the principle of not judging into practice with Chris. Molly soon, soon get her chance. About 11 a.m. the next day, the principal at Chris School called to say that Chris was being suspended again. As Molly drove into the school driveway, she saw Chris standing by the curb with his hands in his pocket and his head down, staring at the sidewalk, a picture of total depression. When Chris stepped into the car, Molly struggled to overcome her usual reaction, berating, judging, threatening, with angry words spoken loudly. This day, it was going to be different. She decided to try a new approach based on principle of not judging, but loving. She had learned the night before. Molly reached her over and laid her hand gently on Chris' drooping shoulder and said, Honey, I'm sorry you are having a bad day. If you want to talk about it, I'm here to listen. Molly said that Chris suddenly turned his head toward her and with eyes wide open responded, Mom, for real? You mean that? Mother and son had a good cry in each other's arms. arms. On the drive home and later in the den, Chris poured out his heart as he had never done before. Molly said she just sat there, caring with non-judgmental listening, and it was the beginning of the healing process. Chris had since returned to school, and his behavior and grace were rapidly improving. The stories of growth and change have been many, and each one is unique. But they illustrate that there are workable ways to cope with parental discouragement, especially in the area of relating with children. These two, these ways follow biblical principles that work hand in hand with sound psychology as it relates to wholesome parent-child relationship. Not all of the stories that have been relayed have had as quick and satisfying result as the story of Molly and Chris. Some parents have seen no change in their situation. Their children are still causing them much pain. And the parents are simply learning how to cope a little better. Other parents have had to wait years to see any changes. The next couple in their middle ages, uh, middle age years had two young adult children that had caused their parents a lot of headache. And there had been no contact with the children for over two years. The last word they had was that their son was somewhere in Texas and the daughter was somewhere on the west coast. The parents had decided to block Jack and Jenny out of their minds because their pain, because the pain their children had caused had been too much to bear. Bob and Sally began to pray special guidance uh, concerning the children. This in itself was a breakthrough since Bob and Sally had stopped going to church and praying. Soon they decided to start looking for Jack and Jenny and to apply the principle of not judging to see how it goes. Through a variety of contacts, they found Jack in a county jail awaiting sentencing on a drug charge. But part of his problem was that he had gotten hooked on drugs. Bob hired an attorney, Anthony, or attorney and talked with the judge about possible options for Jack. The judge agreed to release Jack if he would agree to enter a drug rehabilitation program. Jack agreed and in two months was able to come home and look for work. Bob and Sally took Jack back into their home and helped him find a job. It took longer to find Jenny. Eventually, Bob and Sally located their daughter in California. She had been through two marriages and was now divorced. 
and her two children and was living on welfare. Jenny was sent airline tickets for a flight home. Sally offered to take care of the children and Bob said he would help Jenny find a job. That is the end of our story. What have you learned from these parents of handling their children's behavior? How do you plan to address yours or someone you know in similar situations? Share with us as, uh, your success stories and where you will need counseling. We encourage you, me and others, to heed this instruction. Be observers and not judges. Through judgment and observation, uh, through judgment, observation is distorted and discernment lost. Let's read the account in God's words of how Adam gained ability to judge and, and please do meditate on these scriptures uh, below. In Genesis 3, 5, we read, and this is Satan uh, talking to Eve. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. In Genesis 3, 22-24, New King James Version, And the Lord God said, Behold, a man has become like one of us, to know good and evil. And now unless he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever, therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden, and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Romans 2, 1-10 Therefore, you have no excuse. This is a reading from Amplified Bible Classic Edition. Therefore, you have no excuse or defense or justification, O man, whoever you are who judges and condemns another. For imposing as judge and passing sentence on another, you condemn yourself, because you who judge are habitually practicing the very same things that you censor and denounce. But we know that the judgment, adverse verdict, sentence of God's of God falls justly and in accordance with truth upon those who practice such things. And do you think or imagine, O oh man, when you judge and condemn those who practice such things and yet do them yourself, that you will escape God's judgment and elude his sentence and adverse verdict? Or are you so blind as to trifle with and presume upon, despise, and underestimate the wealth of his kindness and forbearance and long-suffering patience? Are you unmindful or actually ignorant of the fact that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent, to change your mind and inner man, to accept God's will? But by your callous stubbornness and impenitence of heart, you are storing up wrath and indignation for yourself on the day of wrath and indignation, when God's righteous judgment, just doom in bracket, will be revealed. For he will render to every man according to his works, justly as his deeds preserve, deserve. So those who by patient persi- persistence in well-doing, springing from piety, seek unseen but sure glory and honor and the eternal blessedness of immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking, self-willed, disobedient to the truth, but responsive to wickedness, there will be indignation and wrath. Verse 9. And there will be tribulation and anguish and calamity and constraint for every soul of man who habitually does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek, as in gentle. 
but glory and honor and heart peace shall be awarded to everyone who habitually does good, the Jew first, and also the Greek or the Gentiles. For God shows no partiality, undue favor, or unfairness. With him, one man is not different from another. Explainer. If judgment belongs to God, then it is highly possible that before the fall, Adam did not have the capacity or the tendency to judge. We know that when Adam sinned, he gained the ability to judge good and evil for himself, something that he did not possess uh, previously possess. The ability to judge was a part of Satan's destructive offer. Adam ultimately trusted his own judgment over God's gods possessing the power of judgment, in addition to a fearful nature drove him away from God. Before the fall, Adam trusted God and his opinion. He had no need or desire to determine good and evil for himself. Prior to the fall, Adam was an observer of the world. When he wanted to know why, he looked to his father and creator. There was no need for judgment because there was no fear. When Adam fell, however, he became fearful by nature. The sin nature is at heart fearful. Fear was Adam's first new emotion after becoming a sinner. His self-worth plummeted and he no longer trusted what God said about anything. In effect, he became the God of his own world and as God, he reserved the right to judge for himself. Judgment, however, is the main act of fear. So fear is an emotion. Uh, we, we, we learned in Galatians chapter 5 from verse 20, one down to 24 thereabout we see the emotions the emotions of the holy spirit and then earlier on in that chapter galatians chapter 5 we see the emotions of the flesh the mr flesh they are all nine of them uh, they are emotions so god is addressing our emotion and the sinful emotion came as a result of us sinning in the garden of uh, eden where we allowed fear and all the negative emotion that uh, plague humanity today. So how to stop the pain? As new creations in Christ Jesus with a new nature, we should be free from fear. Our self-worth should be established in our new identity in Christ Jesus. As disciples of our Lord Jesus, we should trust his word. We should be free from the need to judge. We should return to the place of experiencing life as an observer, free from the need to act as a God. Watch the fruits and be wise. When speaking of false prophets, Jesus said, By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear good fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. That's Matthew 7, 16 to 18. This principle applies to everyone across, across the board. We have only one way of knowing people, by their fruit. Fruit is the only thing that is observable, and fruit is something that grows over time. It is not a single event, a mistake, or even uh, current actions. Our fruit is our track record. We are likely to do in the future what we have done consistently in the past. Our track record is all anyone knows about us. Knowing our track record, however, does not give anyone the right to make a judgment about our motives in any situation. It does not justify their every criticism. A person's track record simply gives us observable, measurable data so that we can use wisdom in relating to him or her. It does not give us the right to treat him without love and respect. 
and it certainly does not mean that people cannot grow and change it simply tells us what they have a tendency to do commit to becoming an observer instead of a judge it is easy to think that if we don't know people's motive if we fail to judge them then we won't know how to relate to them but this is wrong thinking this is wrong thinking God's word is full of wisdom about how to relate to people, how to develop trust, whom to depend on and whom not to depend on. But in true God of our world fashion, we reject his wisdom and apply our own judgment. It all comes back to fear. Our fears tend to drive us to trust our judgment rather than God's. In our attempt to protect ourselves from future pain which we fear, we judge. But instead of freeing us from pain, it distorts our observation, and true discernment is lost. The result of judgment is always more pain. Years ago, a young man came to me in a time of financial need. This young man had grown up in our church. He and his family were very dear to me. I had helped this young man financially in the past and strained our relationship somewhat because he was always slow in making his payments. I loved this young man and was not willing to risk our friendship through another difficult financial situation. As he told me his need, my heart went out to him. I really wanted to help him, but experience told me to find another way to help. As we talked, I helped him explore other options for getting the money. He was disappointed and offended that I did not lend him the money he needed, and he left with negative feelings. I really felt bad about not helping him. But wisdom told me it was a responsible way to handle the situation. Justifying your action is still judging. I want to explain something here. So often in these type, types of situations, we feel the need to just justify saying no. The problem is, in order to justify our action, to justify saying no, we must pass a negative judgment about the person. It is still judgment. The moment we justify our no, the discomfort usually escalates to a conflict and will destroy a valuable relationship. Even more disconcerted, we destroy our opportunity to help the person solve the root of his or her problem, how to stop the pain. Then there are times when we want to violate wisdom. Again, we feel the need to justify our actions. So we pass a good judgment. We come up with all kinds of good reasons why the young man didn't pay on time. For example, when we create enough good judgment to justify our actions, what usually results is a bad decision. Most people pass judgment to justify their actions. They need, this need to judge is a reflection of both fear and low self-worth. If we choose to violate wisdom and lend money to a person with a poor track record in bracket fruit, we should simply give as opposed to lend, lend it and admit to ourselves that we will probably ne never get it back. Or in an even more complex situation, people may ask us to pass a judgment. Of course, they will never say, I want you to judge me. Instead, they will give us reasons for their past actions. Eventually, they will ask us to trust something that cannot be measured by observation. They will ask us to judge them as good, even though their fruit was bad. Of course, it is not wrong to help someone who probably can't be trusted. It could be an act of mercy or kindness, but when it is motivated by judgment, it is not love or kindness. It is foolishness. When people provide excuses for their poor track record, they are saying, let me tell you why. I want you to judge me as a good risk, even though my entire track record is bad. I want to give you an excuse to act in my behalf. Love does not need an excuse to act. 
We have love because love is a product of our relationship with God. It is His character infusing our character. It's the grace of God making us able to act in God-like character and compassion. The moment we justify our actions by judgment, God, good or bad, is no longer love. Eventually, the young man came back and apologized for how he felt about me that night. He realized that I was helping him to be a responsible man when he didn't want to be. He admitted that he had been looking for the easy way out. Now, not everyone will come back and apologize. But as in this situation, the opportunity will be there for a future relationship. My freedom from judgment salvage a relationship that I deeply valued. During that second visit, this young man started establishing a new track record, one that in the future will make him more trustworthy. Learning to observe and not judge has saved me from so much pain and conflict. It also has forced me to face my own issues. Why do I often want to say no and lack the strength to do it? Why do I often want to say yes and don't follow through? Judgment. Judgment focuses on the other person so that we can excuse our actions. When we judge, we are no longer motivated by our hearts, the wisdom of God's word, the voice of God in our heart, or the love of God in our heart. Instead, we are led by our attempt to be the God of our own world. And this limits us to the wisdom of our judgment. Being free from judgment makes it possible for you to act out of your own nature. It frees you to act for your, your, your reason instead of others' reasons. It frees you from your saying no. It frees you from the need to find excuses to justify your saying yes. And it allows you uh, your ye to be ye and your nay, nay. James 5.12 it's always acceptable to say, I would rather not, or I'm uncomfortable with this. These are the types of statements that we can make without passing a judgment. When wisdom detects, it is often valuable to say, my past experience with you makes me believe that this will have a negative outcome, and I don't want to risk our relationship. There are many things we can do and say without passing judgment, and one of the most gracious things we can ever do is give a person the opportunity to establish a new track record. This brings us to the end of episode 11. Be observers and not judges. Two true life stories. Two wounded, judgmental parents and their unruly prodigal children. Chris, Jenny and Jack. Parent and children relationship. Of our series, Perfect Relationship. 24 tools for building bridges to harmony and taking down walls of conflict in our relationship. So question for you. In reading and meditating on our past post today, have you noticed similar patterns in your own relationship that you will want us to discuss with the hope of dealing with these negative patterns? Please let us know. We'll be eager to help out. You can send us email info at otakada.org. Uh, also, both WhatsApp and SMS numbers are US plus are USA plus 1240-728-7276. I repeat that, plus 1240-728-7276. And Nigeria plus 234-803-283-5348. And uh, go to our website. There are links there that you can also put all of these in there. You can do a voice recording or video recording and send to us via those numbers. Shalom to you and your entire household. Stay out of pain and suffering by staying out of judgment, for judgment belongs to God. This is Ambassador Monday or job by God's Ego Ministries, where we are seeding the nations with God's word and God is transforming lives through his timeless truth, one content at a time. We are one in Christ Jesus, so let's stay one. Evangelism, discipleship, counseling, healing, deliverance, restoration, and prayer without walls, borders, and denominations. Website, 
where we have over 2 million contents at otakada.org o-t-a-k-a-d-a.org or our shop for books and gifts at shop.otakada.org may the lord bless you and keep you may the lord cause his countenance to shine brightly upon you today and give you peace joy in the holy ghost may he go before you to make the crooked places straight may he level out mountains and raise uh, valleys before you in the mighty name of jesus christ may he make the rough road smooth for you this year and beyond with infinite possibilities as you were led and by the holy spirit living and breathing in you in jesus name amen have a wonderful weekend bye bye <music>